Welcome to Jets Talk. My name's Ryan. I'll be your pilot. If you're new here, hit that subscribe button. If you've been here before, welcome back. I love having you here. Boys and girls, welcome to the cockpit. I should have thrown on my jet jersey first. My apologies. We're going to be talking a little bit of Jets Dolphins, as well as some NFL draft type stuff. So I want to get your thoughts on everything going on in Jetland. Ugh, look at me looking good. Fantastic. Uh, for those of you that are just dropping in, make sure you hit that like button on the way in. Uh, for every 25 likes, I'm going to pick a qualifier on our stream to possibly win a shirt at the end of tomorrow's stream with the Talking Jets guys. Um, O'Leary and Greenbean. So, if you want to do that... Or if you're listening to this after the fact and you want to get in on it for tomorrow or you want to get double entered, leave a comment underneath this video after it is aired. But on to some more jet news. Or I shouldn't say. Sorry. Some jet news. So the Jets wind up losing 24 to 31 to the Miami Dolphins. So I guess the, the big question is how are we feeling What's going on? I felt like the Jets really could have won yesterday's game. It, it was like kind of bittersweet. I wanted to see as many wins as possible, but at the same time, I am keeping draft pick kind of in, in the back of my mind. So if we could look good while somehow finding a way to lose, not the worst kind of <laughs> situation defensively. Oh man. Yeah. We are in a world of hurt, but I haven't that I've said it before. I have no problem losing games um, because of our defense right now. I think there's a lot of issues um, with injuries, a lot of issues with just talent across the board, obviously with, with giving up a ton of yards on the ground. Being able to stop the run has been a, a real serious issue, and I think linebacker should be a very high position that we try to target in this offseason. Um, Secondary-wise, we got two interceptions. Ashton Davis and Brandon Eccles both get an uh, interception. Eccles returns his for a touchdown. That was really cool. Good to see. Was that our first pick six of the season? You would think with six interceptions, Ryan would remember. He doesn't. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, either way, felt good. Nice to get some energy on that side of the field. And what's frustrating is when you have two turnovers, the Jets probably uh, should have won, given the, the whole battle of turnovers. Um, and we still wind up coming out with uh, a deficit of seven points. So ideally there's situations that it could go through throughout, throughout the game that were super irritating. Like we get that long, I don't even remember what the down and distance was, but it was third down and, and long, like 15 ish yards. And we have that great hook and ladder play with Berrios and, uh, and Jameson Crowder. We get the first down. I'm like, this is great. This is fantastic. We're going to score at least three points before the half. You're sitting close to um, close to midfield. And then Zach does the thing you cannot do in that situation. It's the clapping emoji there. This is what you can't do, right? He took a sack. He took a sack. 
winds up putting us in like second and 19 at like our own 30 or ish <laughs> somewhere around there. Oh, oh man. That sucked. As soon as he took that sack, I was, I was pretty irritated. So that's frustrating. You'd like to see him not do that. But there was other situations like the fourth down play, was third or fourth down, whatever it was, third or fourth down and like inches or within one. And he gets the entire team up to the line of scrimmage in a hurry because he knows that that um, he knows that he can catch the defense with 12 men, 12 men on the field. That is a really cool growth thing. And those are the little things that you start to see little by little over the course of the season. Like we saw earlier, uh, it was two games ago, I think, where Zach almost wanted to throw that same short pass to the running back out of the backfield where he's almost running. Uh, the one that was intercepted, that goofy one that hit off the back of, was it Ty Johnson's back or Austin Walter's back? Um, and he winds up pulling it down and just taking the sack of like a yard or two. So you're seeing these little things, little by little, starting to get better. And this is what you want to see. You want to, you want to look at week one's tape and then look at week 18 and say, we have gotten better from here to here. That's the, the ultimate goal for this, this team this year. Um, there's some, you know, hurdles you have to go through. You got a ton of injuries. You're, you're learning a new system. LaFleur goes up top. I, th I think my most comfortable thing for me is that all our quarterbacks, even if you don't want to admit um, Zach is is having as much progression as I'm kind of leading on here, because it seems like Jet fans are pretty split on this. Like some guys like really don't like Zach, and I don't know if they're just like upset that we trade away Sam still, <laughs> or if they're like objectively just like, he sucks. <laughs> you know, it is what it is. Um, I don't see, I don't see that. I see the coaching staff as working. Three of our four quarterbacks, White, Josh Johnson, who's no longer, no longer with us, Joe Flacco, all had really good games. Zach Wilson starting to turn around. Really liked it. Um, you know, other positions of play. Elijah Vera Tucker looks like a stud. He winds up missing, I think he missed two snaps yesterday. I was so mad because <laughs> I, I wouldn't call it injury that he was knocked out for, but he got poked in the eye. It's like, oh, come on. Like, I want, I was like thinking Becton 2.0. He's never going to miss a snap. This is going to be fantastic. And it's still going to be fantastic. But, you know, whatever. Missing snaps now. Uh, guys, we're going to do this the same way we used to do it. Call in starting at 830. Uh, so I'm going to just ramble, talk to the chat a little bit here. And then we can get to your thoughts. I want to talk a little bit about Zach's progression. I want to talk a little bit about the loss yesterday. And I also want to talk about draft position. Because if you guys saw, I did release um, I did release the possibility of the Jets getting the number one overall pick. And that's something that I think is fascinating. And I see some of you guys talking about it in the chat. And it, it gets me pretty excited. Um, so I guess let, let, let's go off there. You kind of know my thoughts on the Dolphins game and everything going on. So in regards to draft pick and, and what we should be hoping for or, or, or things of that nature, um, the Jets are currently sitting at number four right now. Let's see if I can, let's see if I can pull this up. I'll share my screen and then we can all look at this together because that's exactly how this should be done. <laughs> if you're uh, a good host, like I, I wish I 
could be sometimes. Um, all right. So we're looking here. Can I get a little bigger? I'll get a little bigger. Bam! Look at that head. <laughs> all right. So look, the Jets are currently sitting at number four right now. And the Seattle pick is sitting at number eight. Obviously, what happens, is it tonight or tomorrow? When do the, I don't know when the Seahawks play. What are they sitting at right now? Five and eight. Math, 13. Yeah, so they got to they gotta play one more game. Um, obviously, we want to see that pick go up. But what we're talking about is Jacksonville at number one, Detroit number two, Houston number three, Jets at number four. And the Jets, uh, I don't know percentage-wise what their chances are to getting a top five pick, but it's it's damn near close to 100 because we would have to win two games uh to really jack up our our standings in this um so more than likely we're, we're sitting at a top five pick but where it gets interesting because houston beat the jaguars and because detroit beat the cardinals now we are sitting in a situation where if the jets lose to jacksonville we now leapfrog to number two overall with Detroit still needing to play Seattle and the Falcons. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would be wacky. I, it kind of sucks because we're in a year that there's not like a top quarterback. Not that I'm looking to get a top quarterback or not that I'm looking to like, you know, have that weird Cam Newton, Kyler Murray, like let's swap our quarterback after one year type of situation. Like I don't want that at all, but I would love for a really good quarterback to be there. So we could trade out. I don't, I don't love getting the number one overall pick. It's a little embarrassing, um, but you are getting the best player in the draft. More so than likely, if the Jets get the number one overall pick, we will be staying at that pick and we will be taking an edge rusher. I'd be very surprised if we did not. Um, ideally for us, we would like to get one of those top two picks because more than likely, if Detroit is picking number one, they are going to take Aiden Hutchinson. I think they take the hometown kid from Michigan. Number two could be Kayvon Thibodeau. I don't believe Jacksonville is a team that's going to go defense early in this draft. I think they're going to go with Evan Neal, the tackle. Um, or maybe they trade out. Like, I don't, I don't think defense is their um, forte this year. The Texans are an interesting, interesting spot because if I were them, I would be looking to trade down. I would try to get some more picks. If you don't like, if, if a quarterback rises, take the quarterback because neither Jacksonville, uh, I shouldn't say Detroit's not going to take one, but I don't think there's one that Detroit wants to take over the edge rusher. Um, Houston, what they could do, and what I think they will do is take either Matt Corral or whoever you deem the top quarterback, because obviously they're not going to have Deshaun Watson. He's going to wind up getting traded to either the, the Panthers or the, the Dolphins or maybe the Eagles. Um, so there's a whole lot of potential options that could go on. Um, and then there's the Jets. So <laughs> I have a hunch that we're going to get one of the top two edge rushers, but man, it would really suck if we didn't get Hutchinson or Thibodeau because Houston decided to, to just go for it. They do have a first, uh, do they have another first round pick? I think they, oh no, they don't. Who has the other first round? Pick? Oh, the Lions. The Lions that's, the, that's what I'm thinking of. The Lions have another first round pick. Um, so what happens? 
Lions could go with a quarterback later in the draft. But do we want to lose to Jacksonville? Or do we want to try and beat Trevor Lawrence? I'm kind of on board with... with... Okay, so let's play devil. Let's play worst case scenario. If the Jets get two wins. <laughs> I don't like to call that worst case scenario because I, I want to root for wins. Um, I guess, with let's say with three wins. With three wins, the Jets jump up to six wins total. The farthest we can fall um, without knowing any other team's schedule, I think is number 10. Uh, number 10 if we win out. Uh, if we win two games, we then fall to like number eight or seven. I think it would be seven. We'd fall just behind Carolina. Carolina, as of right now, is tied with us for strength of schedule. But if we were to beat Tampa, I think that would throw throw a wrench in things. But they do have to play. They have to play Tampa twice still, which is weird with three games left. Um, and then if we win one game, we still have the tiebreaker over the Giants and Chicago, who are sitting at five and six. The Giants have, you know, obviously both those picks. So more than likely, we're talking one win. Jets stay in their slot, or lose, and move up to number two. That's kind of where we're at. So I want I want to hear your thoughts. I want to go through the chat a little bit. Uh, see what you guys are, are talking about. Let's see. I'm going to hide that. Zoom back up. Um, let's see. What are you guys saying? And this doesn't have to be all draft talk. <laughs> we, we can talk about anything you want. Um, Rich says, why so many injuries this year? Uh, injuries year after year. Uh, I don't know. And it's not like they're all happening on our turf like it happened last year with like the 49ers and some of our guys. Um, and we just replaced like a ton of our uh, medical team too, or, or rehab team. I think that was one of like the big things they did this offseason. So why so many injuries? I don't know. We should get like ballet dancers and like yoga instructors in here. Get these guys stretching. That's what I want to see. Um... Joe S says, if this was his third year, meaning Zach Wilson, and he's making these mistakes, I can accept it. If this was his third year and he's making these mistakes, you wouldn't accept it. Maybe. I think is what you're saying. Basically, you're fine because he's a rookie. I think that's that's the gist of this. Um, let's see. Aha! WA2K99 just finished the draft video, then came right here. Good dude. Good dude. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Hopefully you liked the video as well. Uh, liked it as in gave it a thumbs up and also liked it as in like it was decent content. Um, we'll see. Uh, Dark Soldier says Zach Wilson has only thrown two interceptions in his last five games. This is what's so massive to like talk about. I What's Zach at right now? Six touchdowns and two rushing, I think. Is that right? Chat, let me know if that's right. Um, I think it's six touchdowns throwing two touchdowns running uh so you're you're talking about like against 11 interceptions he had a, had 11 interceptions if you take away four of those from week two changes his entire stat line we're talking a lot better if we're saying six or eight touchdowns to seven uh interceptions right completely different situation so him only having two interceptions in the last five games uh significantly better i want to say he's down 
he was as high as like a 4% turnover uh, or interception for every pass, but I think now he's down to under 2%. So he's, he's definitely playing better. Um, D Santana says, how is Becton coming along? Uh, I believe Robert Sala. Aha. There it goes. See, look, David says Sala didn't comment on Becton today. Um, I really don't think he's, um, playing at all the rest of the season. I think he's done though. Um, up Viles, what's up, dude? Says, how are you feeling about Godwin being out with free agency coming? I am disappointed because Godwin was one of my, my top guys I would have liked. Um, Michael Gallup is my number one wide receiver, uh, that I would like, cause I think price is going to be a factor. I think he's more likely to be taken by Douglas versus someone like an Allen Robinson or a Devonte Adams. I don't think that Douglas is going to spend a crazy ton of money in free agency. He does want to build this team through the draft. Uh, so him being knocked out, clearly Godwin is not going to play until at best, maybe September, late September. It's usually a nine month injury. Um, and then he's got to start practicing, right? So at, at, you know, say he starts practicing October one of 2022, like that sucks. <laughs> he's probably going to sign a one year prove it deal for a, a very low amount of money to go back to a team that has Tom Brady with an offense that he knows that has a shot at winning the Super Bowl, look to perform well, figure Brady retires after next year. Maybe now you go on, you get your big contract. Um, that's kind of where I see that, that headed there. Um, Joe says, yeah, what rookie quarterback is letting it up now? They treat Zach like he's a 10 year veteran. A lot of people, a lot of people get upset with Zach. Although to be fair, his accuracy has been a big issue, but I do see him making strides. I do see him making strides, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence hasn't had a good year. Now, maybe with Urban Meyer gone, perhaps that changes. But based on uh, one game, I would say no, <laughs> right? They, they lost the Texans. Um, Mac Jones, the best of the bunch quarterback wise is really, I, I would say I'm underwhelmed. I, I don't want to like, I don't want to talk bad about Mac Jones at all. Cause like, I, I, I mean, I want to, cause he's a Patriot <laughs> and I, I want him to be bad, but like, he's not doing anything crazy. Like, I'm not afraid of Mac Jones yet, but I was not afraid of Tom Brady through his first three Super Bowls. And then he figured it out. So we want to try and generate some pressure on this kid. This guy's a statue in the pocket. We should be able to, to cause some issues with him in our division. Then you're talking Trey Lance. Um, I'll be honest, haven't kept super close tabs on him. I don't know where he's at in his development at all. Uh, Fields is the other one that's been starting and Fields, um, not, not having a, a great shake of it either. He had, uh, what was the game he had? Was it last week? Prime time. I think he did. Okay. Um, Matt Curtis says, imagine if we lost to Houston, if we had lost to Houston, we would be what two. Now I got to look at it. We'd be two and 12. And yeah, we would be. <laughs> We would have the first overall pick, right? First overall pick, and you wouldn't have to worry about Jacksonville uh, because – actually, I guess you would have to worry because if you won, you'd wind up falling to three. I don't know. I get what you're saying. Get what you're saying. Um, D 
David says, Salah hinted at why Mac Jones is having success in his presser today, saying how Bill Belichick and staff have been there for 20 years. 100%. Oh, absolutely. Stability within an organization is one of the best things, not even just football, but company-wide. Like, if you have a company that has a lot of turnover, uh, certain, certain realms do, you tend to see shaky leadership. You tend to see shaky results. People that stay in the same spot, I mean... It, Generally speaking, you're, you're going to spend less money uh, training people. You're going to to have better trained employees because the employees that are doing the training know what to and what not to do. Um, I think there's definitely um, validity to that. Not only just being like Belichick being a great head coach and, uh, you know, McDaniels being there forever while also having his coaching side of things. Like, there's a lot of firepower there. Not to mention he had the best coaching in college coming from Nick Saban. So, I don't know. There's there's a whole lot of uh, whole lot of things going on. Jets Gang says, why would we trade Becton? So, you got I see someone talking in the chat. Where did I see it? Let's pull it up here. Give credit where credit is due. James Luongo says, trade Becton for picks. I cannot get behind this <laughs> right now. I don't know what you would get in return for Becton. Um, I, if I had to trade him, I'd be looking for a first and a third, like easily. Um, and then maybe you go Evan Neal early and, but you're, you're just kind of swapping out one for another. I mean, it, I, I don't consider Becton injury prone. I think um, because of his size injury recovery might might be longer, but I think we saw just how good Becton could be last year. And I think it would be a mistake to move on from him knowing that type of talent, uh, only to have to take another tackle anyway, because George Fant is only here for a year. So, um, or an additional year he's here through 2022 and then his contract's up. So we are not trading Becton. Um, I would very much hold on to him and I'd be very upset if we did. Um, Eddie to Jesus says, Mac Jones is not the best. If we were a jet, if he were a jet, uh, disgruntled jet fans would call him a bust. Yes. I do think that Zach Wilson, um, is hampered by our rookie coaching staff, uh, poor talent. And, you know, I think the complete opposite is true for, for Mac Jones. Uh, if Mac Jones were having a three pass kind of game in New York where he only completed two passes. Now, granted, if he were to win it, I think people would be like, okay with that. Um, but you better believe he'd be getting a ton of hate, ton of hate. He's accurate, but he's doing the dink and dunk stuff. The excitement that people have for Zach Wilson is, is the off script plays, the cannon of an arm, the ability to, to really wow you. And I feel like Mac Jones can wow you on his boringness, kind of like how Brady always has that, that surgical precision. So I, I guess I don't want that, but um, I would say I'm at this point in time, I'm not worried about Mac Jones. I'm more worried about Zach performing well here than I am about anyone else's quarterback inside this division. Um, Kate Mo Bob says, Zach Wilson, both Manning brothers, Josh Allen, just a few quarterbacks who struggled their first season. It's idiotic to write Zach off. I can't tell you how many people have me angry, tippy tapping on my keyboard, uh, whether it be the comment section or like, forum posts or Facebook posts, like the most controversial stuff always gets the most traction and, and algorithm help. 
And it just like, ooh, it gets me mad. I, I just, I hate it. I hate it so much. And it shows me, ugh, I just get fired up. I get so angry. Um, let's see, what else are you guys talking about? Uh, Mike said, did you see Bart Scott on SNY? He was so wrong. What Mike is talking about is um, Bart Scott. Now, I didn't watch, I watched the entire clip, but I didn't, I didn't take away exactly what other people took away from this. Um, but Bart was basically, I don't want to say shitting on Zach, but he was like definitely not thrilled with everything going on. And he never brought up the defense like at all. Like Zach was not the reason we lost that game yesterday. He could have been a reason we won that game if he were able to, you know, I don't know, th throw it all over the yard. Maybe he had 300 yards and we lost or something like that. But he, I'm not blaming yesterday's loss on any sort of Zach Wilson issues. Um, I thought he was sharp. For the most part, he had the one throw to Mims that was high at the end of the game. And I think there was one in the flat to Crowder, maybe, that was a little off. I'd have to go back and look. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't agree with Bart Scott. And I like Bart Scott a lot. I think he's a very knowledgeable dude. Um, Joe S. Joe S. says, Ryan, how do you feel about Tua? I feel just fine about Tua. Thank you very much. And I hope that's how the Dolphins feel because I don't want Deshaun Watson in our division. I very much want Deshaun Watson to stay out of the division. I hope Tua does just enough to ruin all their draft picks so that way they cannot trade meaningful draft picks to go get Deshaun Watson. My gut feeling is Watson ends up in Carolina. I think that's where he goes. Um, it wasn't, that wasn't my gut feeling before. My gut feeling before was either the Jets or the Dolphins last offseason. I would have said the Dolphins, I mean, he has the no trade clause, so it's, it is still technically just the Dolphins right now. Um, but that could, could switch. We'll see. Um, Devin says, if we can't get Kayvon Thibodeau, Hutchinson, or Evan Neal with our first pick, I'd rather trade back for more. All right. So let's see if all three of those guys are gone. There is a an outside shot someone might want to trade up because uh, the Giants are sitting right behind us. I don't believe the Giants take a quarterback. I think they spent both picks on the uh, one on the offensive line, one on the defensive line. So I think Karloftis, I think Linderbaum, um, you know, Ojibo, uh, I think is, is an option for them as well. Um, if we can't get any one of these three, I would go with an edge rusher or Linderbaum. Um, and I don't love the idea of going Linderbaum so high. Um, if he's available for our Seattle pick between him and Hamilton, I would be more okay with that there. But up at the top, I would rather go with an edge rusher. So if those three are gone, I'm going with Ojibo, I think. I like Karloftis. Don't have anything wrong with Karloftis. But I think Ojibo has a knack of getting the ball out of the quarterback's hand. And that strip sack is something we desperately need. We need more turnovers. Um, Joe Campione Fant is a top 10 left tackle and he started playing tackle three years ago yeah he was a tight end before that isn't that kind of crazy it's a little friggin wacky uh, but he has been playing well and again it, I think there is a discussion to be had this offseason I think they, they let Becton sit the rest of this year they, that way they don't have any sort of um issues with with oh is Becton going to start he's not starting right now now we're creating all these different headaches um I think he's definitely not playing the rest of this year and I think they're going to let it 
go into training camp and, you know, Becton should be the incumbent because he got hurt as the starter. Um, but I do think it should be a competition. I think Fant should get a shot at this. And I think worst case scenario, you move Becton to right tackle. You know, if that's how it winds up being, um, I wouldn't be upset with that. Not at all. Uh, what are, you guys, are you guys talking about trading Bryce Hall? I'm not trading Bryce Hall. This is ridiculous. Bryce Hall is a starting cornerback, probably a cornerback too, but hard to judge since he has no safety help and we're not getting any quarterback pressure. I like Bryce Hall. and He's part of the solution. I'm not getting rid of him. Get out of here. It's a great late pick. Um, Rodrigo Costa says, Watson going to end up in prison, LOL. Well, I don't want him to end up in prison because that means he really did something wrong. I'm, I'm definitely holding out hope that he's not like a piece of shit um, and that those girls are are fine um, and they're just kind of money hungry. And so like, I, I don't want him in prison because that means he did something wrong. <laughs> I, I very much would like to, the opposite of that. Um, let's see. Oh, we are at 8.30. So let's see. Let me go through some super, super chats real quick. Adam Gay says, I'll be back. No, you don't, Adam Gase. Get the hell out of here. Don't want you. Ibrima John, thank you for the super chat. Ibrima John says, thoughts on getting Bosa from the Niners for a second and a third pick for the Jets. 49ers need some capital back for that heavy quarterback trade. I don't think they would trade Bosa, but I would absolutely give up number two overall to get him. Um, absolutely. Hmm. I do think Bosa is phenomenal. I don't think they would do that. Trade for a second and third pick for the Jets. Like a second overall and third round pick? Or are you saying like a second and a third? To bring it, John, if we could get him for a second and a third round pick, yes, <laughs> absolutely. But I would imagine you're talking top of the draft. Nick Bosa is 100% worth every bit of uh, a top five pick, in my opinion. Um, but I disagree. All right, let's get some, uh, let's get these phone calls going. Where's my, where's my thing? It's over here somewhere. Ticker. Bam! Phone number is on the screen. Make sure you hit that like button. And let's see if Ryan got this to work. And you know what Ryan also got to work? His chicken and timer. <laughs> oh, this is great. So you guys that call in, you're going to see the chicken again. Or you're not going to see the chicken. I'm going to see the chicken, and everyone watching is going to see the chicken. What I could do is I could do video calls. If I did video calls, then you would see everything that's going on. You ain't used to having an option. But I am. Got options. Um. All right. So while that's going on, let's go through our chat. Adam Gates, can I call? I have something to say. Of course you can, dude. Ah, we got a call coming in. Who we got? Well, now we don't. I don't know what happened. That person hung up. Disappointing. Um, let's see. There we go. Now we got a call. Who's calling? Matt from New York. What's up, dude? Welcome to the cockpit. Shoot. Yep. 
So if you're saying if the Lions are third, because right now the Lions are second, right? It's Jaguars, Lions, Texans. No, no, Lions have the uh, the tie, so they're in second right now. The Texans are third. Uh, if Neil and the edge rushers aren't there, I definitely, I would have a hard look at, at Kyle Hamilton, I think. I would take a hard look at Linderbaum, and I would take a hard look at um, the other edge rushers. I would prefer to go edge rusher personally. I think that's more important for this defense. Uh, now, if they feel that at by draft time, they think Carl Lawson has not lost a step and he's everything that we imagined, um, I still think we would go edge rusher. Um, even though, you know, you don't want to double dip at the, at the position, but I don't think you can have enough edge rushers. I, I would go edge rusher. So Carl Loftus, Ojibo, Ojibo is the one I would take out of Michigan. I think he has a knack for getting the ball out of people's hands. He worries me. Uh, he hasn't, I think he played three games this season, had foot surgery, and then, um, is basically opting out the rest of the season to pre preserve his draft stock. He had an incredible freshman year, six interceptions. I think he had like 30 tackles, uh, really had a good season and he is a really, really good corner, but I don't think that it's so, um, I don't know. I don't think that it's such a dire need in this particular defense that we would need to see or that we would need to take a cornerback so high. Are, are you feeling a particular way in terms of the draft? Yeah, right. Like that's, that's the fear. And I don't want to go through another like D Milliner, like at all, <laughs> especially in a, in a defense that doesn't seem like they need the cornerback help. Like we need cornerback help, but I think we need edge rusher help. Hold on. I need to, I need to fix something. No one can hear you. <laughs> I'm like all over the place. All right. Speakers are going through the AirPods. So I got to change this to loopback audio. All right, let's see if, if Ryan's doing this right. Give me just a second. Um, all right, try talking. All right. I... Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Loftus or the guy from Michigan. All right. So I think chat, let me know if you can hear our guy now. <laughs> um, hold on. Let me just, before I get too far, I just want to make sure, um, can't hear the caller. Nope. Can't hear him. All right. Hey, could you talk a little bit? See if I can, uh, All right, try talking now. So there it is, Yahtzee. <laughs> Figured it out. Oh, geez, sorry. Ugh, that was bad. So what? We, so um, we have two picks. So let's just say right now, we, I think the Seahawks have the eighth overall pick. So if they still have the eighth overall pick, 
would you consider going um who would you go with there um so i'm gonna give you some more time so i know that the timer's going and whatnot but we <laughs> no, no one could hear so all right um so let's see we're currently sitting at number eight right now if we stayed at that pick and we stayed at like uh number four let's say uh-huh. um oh god that's so tough um it depends where you think guys are going to fall to because yeah. I like, who, who would you say we go with at four? Like if, so like, I, four, I think we should assume I, four first. Okay. So four Hutchinson and Tim are <laughs> definitely off the board. If Neil was there, I'd probably go Neil, but okay. I think the Texans are going to take him though. But I think that guy Hamilton is going to be a really good player. But mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't think they'll draft him because it's like the Jamal Adams thing. I don't know if it's so much the Jamal Adams thing. I think it's more so that the Jets and Joe Douglas don't value safety that high, yeah, or at least doesn't seem like it. Like you have, they traded away Jamal Adams. Now a lot of that I think had to do with attitude and the sheer amount of money he was trying to get from us. Uh, and just sort of where the roster was in general. So I, I think they're not necessarily against safety, but then seeing May get offered like eight or nine million this year, it, it has me thinking maybe that's not where they're going to go uh, with this type of selection. I would say, yeah. I would, oh God, I don't want to take a center in the top five, <laughs> like at all with Linderbaum. I, I would probably, I would go with an edge rusher. I'd probably go Ojibo, like gun to my head. And then you got the Giants. Going five six uh, on Tankathon, it has him going with a lineman. They, on this one, they have Evan Neal. I don't think Evan Neal makes it that far. Uh, and Kyle yeah, Hamilton. He, I don't think he falls by off. If he's there, we're taking him. Yeah, I would say there's there's a, a group of guys that I would be good with going at number eight. Um, and it depends on what happens at number four. Ideally, we go edge rusher at four. But then after that, I would think Hamilton is between you know, five, six, seven, eight. So you got Hamilton, you got uh, Linderbaum, and then you start talking maybe linebacker, uh, someone like a Devin Lloyd or a Nicobe Dean, uh, depending on where they wind up falling. I think wide receiver, depending on what happens in free agency, could could be a realistic option for the Jets. Uh, and then I think, you know, Derek Stingley, if he, if he happens to fall down, I don't think he'll fall too far. Um, in this particular mock draft, they have Hutchinson one to the Jags, Thibodeau two to the Lions, uh, Texans taking Corral, Jets taking Stingley, then Neal, Hamilton, Panthers going Kenny Pickett out of Pittsburgh with the Jets taking Linderbaum at eight. So if the Jets could wind up doing like something in that fashion, like I would rather Hamilton and Linderbaum or Ojibo and uh, Linderbaum or something along those lines, helping the both lines feels right to me. Um, if Hamilton's there yeah. at eight, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I don't know. Is, is there some direction you would like to to see the Jets go? So I think personally at four, you go edge rusher no matter what. But then mm-hmm. at eight, it's a, it depends. So if there's like, if Linderbaum falls, I'd probably go Linderbaum. But if he's mm-hmm. not there, I'd probably go that guy from Alabama or the guy from Ohio State, Garrett Wilson, or the Jamieson Williams guy. Yeah, Jamieson Williams. Is it Williams or Williamson? Really I think it's I think it's Williams. What is it? But I yeah. would I wouldn't mind going the linebacker. Um, what's his name again? I think it's Floyd. 
Yeah, there's Devin Lloyd and Nicobe Dean seem to be like the top two guys as far as linebackers uh, go. Yeah. I For me, I would like to solve wide receiver in free agency. So someone like Michael Gallup is someone I would very much like to target. So I don't have to yeah. use this first round pick on a wide receiver. Yeah. So if if we're not using wide receiver, then if Sting, I don't think Sting would be there because his talent is really high. It's just like he could stay healthy. Mm-hmm. But at eight, I'd probably go with um, Linderbaum if he's there. I think because people are saying he's like a generational center apparently. So that'd be really nice to have. Yeah, I think so as well. I think we do. I, I think McGovern's played well, um, but I'd rather move him over to guard or even Linderbaum over to guard for a, a season and just like let it play out and know we don't have to worry about center. Because I do think we have to take a center this year. It just doesn't necessarily have to be in the top 10. So I'm sort of yeah. like, I, I'm cool with if we want to go say edge rusher four, um, safety, maybe eighth or um yeah something like that yeah something along those lines i would look for center probably in the second round with one of our picks yeah because like it's like i wouldn't say it's easy but if you actually know what you're doing i think joe douglas does know what he's doing i think you could get like some really good picks for offensive linemen in like later rounds or even like a second round pick too yeah no absolutely brother thank you so much for calling in i apologize for not having your audio working (laughs) at the start of this this is like i'm I'm bad. You think I'd get good at this after doing this for like three years or whatever, but you have been ejected from the cockpit. Ah, sorry. Ryan's bad at video stuff. (laughs) Trying to do one thing and I get all screwed up. All right. What else you guys talking on? Um, Oh, sorry. We've got a caller. Who we got? Who we got? Call from Jeremy. Jeremy, what's good to do? Welcome to the cockpit. What's up, Ryan? How's it going? Uh, just another day in paradise. How are you feeling, my friend? Oh, I'm okay. You know, that was rough. We had such mm-hmm. a, we were having so much fun at halftime in that game. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> everything just went to crap. Dude, remember when we were all talking at halftime and we we're like, oh, yeah, no, the Jets are going to win by like four, five, six, seven points. We were like totally going to win this game. And then like we came out and just didn't. <laughs> is that like yeah, oh, that's yeah. we went Ugh. back to our way of just being a, a team that's capable of playing one half in the moment it's amazing how we do that <laughs> week in and week out yep yep it's just crazy so talk to me but um, how, do you, how are you yeah. feeling about the draft situation zach situation what do you, what do you want to talk about here yeah well i was watching your video before and i think we're mm-hmm. kind of in the same place you know mm-hmm. i i I don't want to root against them and for them to lose again. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to complain after it's all said and done. If we do lose out, mm. then I'm going to be happy about the pick. You know, mm. obviously if we end up yeah. with a one or two and we get a top edge guy, I'm going to be happy about that. Mm. But, um, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit there and root for them to lose again. I said, they, that's last year was the last year I'll ever do that. At least <laughs> until we need a quarterback again. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's where I am. I like if you don't need the quarterback, I'd rather get the wins. And that's like I don't want to say like the always the right thing because I, I know people are always like, oh yeah, that moral victory against the Texans, like that sure did you a whole lot of good. Like I'm sure the Giants love beating Washington at the end of the season just to let them get Chase Young instead of you. Like 
it sucks. There's you don't want to think draft. Like fans can think draft, and you can root for draft as a fan. I have every, you know, I every, I give any fan the right to to be able to root for a draft pick. But like players, they're not rooting for draft picks. <laughs> they want nothing about yeah. it. But it's like it sucks as a GM being like, oh, we could have had that guy, and now we got like the third or fourth edge rusher or whatever going on. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like we get something either way, right? If we win, we feel good. It's good for the team. It's good for the future. If we lose, we feel like crap until that draft party, right? When we're all together and we have that one or two pick and it's like, are we getting Thibodeau? Are we getting Hutchinson? And we're all excited, Mm -hmm. you know? So, I mean, either way, uh, you know, it'll all work out. But I I like what you said in the video that, you know, if we're going to lose, at least let Zach and the other, and the other kids play well, you know, and give us some hope for the future. Dude, I would pull my fucking hair out. (laughs) If they had to, if <laughs> if we wind up beating the Jaguars, but it's because of like some weird fluky, like Trevor Lawrence has like some weird, like, oh, he missed like throwing the ball and it like fell out of his hand. And now like something screwy happens and like, so like Nathan Shepard returns it or, or I don't know. Just like we don't win because of our young players. I want to win because of our young players. Otherwise, I want to lose. <laughs> that's that's right. Like really where I'm at. Yeah, if we lose to Jacksonville, let it be because half our team is out with COVID, right? Yeah, looks like exactly. that's happening. So, so then we don't have to take it seriously. It's like, well, we really didn't Ugh. lose. I mean, you know, yeah. all the guys are out. <laughs> it gives it gives me some hope, right? Like, because you have you know some some COVID issues. You have more being out. Carter just came back last week. Didn't feel like they wanted to like push him too hard last week. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I want to win. I just want to win with our young players. Yeah. Yeah, and if I could win a game, like if I got, if I, if I have to win one game, I would love nothing more than to lock in a top two pick prior to the last week of the season. And then it was like, okay, you're either going to get the first pick if you lose to Buffalo or like you're going to stay at the second pick because you beat Buffalo. I would want to beat down Buffalo in the worst way possible and get the second pick as opposed to losing <laughs> and getting the first pick. Like I just, I want so badly to knock them out of the playoffs the last week of the season. Absolutely, because who cares with it? whether it's Hutchinson or Thibodeau? I prefer Hutchinson personally, but Same. I don't know, and none of us know, right? It could be either yeah. one of them. Like, so I, if we're in it, the number two spot, at least it's not us with the pressure of making the choice. This is true. I really do <laughs> like. I guess with the, the first pick is frustrating because like you have to get that pick right. I mean, you have to get the number two pick yeah. right too. But even still, it's like you have the choice of two guys. Like you could pick the wrong one. It could be a Peyton Manning you know, Ryan Leaf situation, right? Like the two good players and you yeah. don't know which one you're going to take. And one is an incredible bust. The other is one of the best of all time. Um, I do think Kayvon <laughs> Thibodeau is the higher ceiling, lower floor type guy. I think Hutchinson has a very high floor and I think he does have a, a, a good ceiling, but it's not quite as high as what uh, Thibodeau is. Yeah, I could go with that. I could go with that. I could, uh, it's just, Jeremy, I love you, but you're out of here. You have been blown up from the cockpit. Oh, dude, I love seeing that. Uh, chicken fly across the screen. All right, before I get to another call, I did see a super chat come in, so I want to get to that real quick. Where did it go? And it was here. There it is. Ibrima John. Ibrima John says, Hello, Ryan. Meant for both second round picks and like a fifth, for example, if Hopkins, Ramsey, Stafford, Gilmore can be traded, Bosa can as well. All right, so a few pieces here. Ramsey was traded for two first-round picks. Stafford was traded for two first-round picks. 
Gilmore for I don't I actually have no idea what Gilmore was traded for. Now that I'm thinking about it. Um and then Hopkins was what, like a second and David Johnson and another I think it was like a third or fourth. Um if only Bill O'Brien could be working for every team we want to trade against. Uh, and I, I think we're going to get to a point where no one wants to trade with Joe Douglas. <laughs> this guy just keeps policing people on trades. Um, all right. So for those of you just tuning in, Ibrima John said he wanted to possibly trade for Nick Bosa because the 49ers need to recoup some draft capital after trading up to get their quarterback last season. And I think there is no way Bosa gets traded because he plays a much more valued position on that team than any of the guys mentioned in your in your uh, comment here. I mean, obviously Stafford is important quarterback, but Gilmore, Ramsey, and Hopkins, I'm sorry, they're great, but – and I would love Hopkins for our wide receiver, but Ramsey and Gilmore specifically, they could lock down one player entirely, and you can shift coverages and you can make it harder on the quarterback, but Nick Bosa can get after the quarterback all game long and make it harder to throw to every position. So I do think Bosa plays a, a harder position to try and uh, trade for and, and, and might try to prime away. But yeah, would I trade both second round picks and a fifth for, for Bosa in a heartbeat? No questions asked. Because then I would trade down from four and I'd be looking for like, you know, maybe stay within the top 10. Maybe it's Carolina looking to jump up in front of maybe the Texans if we, if we sneak in front of the Texans uh, for a quarterback. Got some trade history there. Maybe we, we do a little swap ski. We drop down to seven, still get a blue chipper, and then whatever we get with uh, uh, the Seattle pick. So, I don't know. I would uh, I would be all for it. <laughs> I, would, I would definitely trade it. I don't think they would, but I would be all for it. Who we got? Call from? John Moore. John Moore, brother. What's good, dude? What's happening? Dude, I am so excited to talk to you. I haven't talked to you in forever. John Moore and I go way, way back. We run track together. We drink beers together. John's a good dude. What's Hell up, yeah. John? <laughs> How's it going uh, out in Colorado? You know, you know what the Jets really need? What do they need? The, the, the Jets need a new owner. Well, no, hold on. Let's talk about this, right? Did you see the thing about the uh, the Jets having the licensing rights in the UK? And people are like, oh, yeah. oh man, are the Jets going to possibly move to the UK? Because the Rams have a licensing deal with China. They're not moving to China. And, and I think the Patriots have a deal with Germany, and which sounds kind of funny. But <laughs> either, either way, like Jets are not going across the pond. But if they did, and the Johnsons went with them, I want to ask you, does it matter to you? Would you follow that team if they're called I'm not the Jets? Moving there. No, no, you're not moving there, but you moved to Colorado. I know you, John. So, like, you're following the Jets still. So, team, you're not with your team. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, are you, I, I, yeah. you would follow the Jets in London if they moved to London. Now, what if the Jets team moved to London like Cleveland moved to Baltimore and changed their name? Like, let's say it's like the, I guess for a family guy reference, the London silly nannies. Would you, <laughs> would you go to, would you be a, that team fan? Or would you wait for some expansion team? Would you become a giant fan? Would you just stop watching football? 
I don't know. What do you do? It's such a weird, like, question. If it's not the Jets, it's like, what do you – are you – like, I'm still a Jets fan, but I'm not going to be a, some other fan. You know what I mean? Like, it's not the same team at that point. But is it all the same player? Like, you like you move the entire team. And, it, like, like the same way that the, the Browns lost the Browns and they became the Ravens, like, are you sort of a Ravens fan, for, at least for a little bit until they come back? Like, I would have a hard time I'd – be, I'd be so mad. I'd be so mad if the Jets moved, especially because I have this damn YouTube channel <laughs> It's just talk 24 cents. So if they change the name, they're like, I don't know what's going on. I just got to scrap the whole thing. I mean, realistically, I'm rooting for laundry here. <laughs> so, I don't know. But, but, you know, the Jets just need a new um, a new owner. Get The owner really doesn't even matter. Just get, the, get them out of there. And, you know, it's just... It's, the Jets got such a bad losing culture. It's like, what do you, you know, a fresh face might do something. I don't know if it does anything, but it might do something. Dude, no. I, you're not like that wrong. Like That's what's so frustrating about this is because we've had the same owners. We've had the same New York media. There's this like stigma of the New York Jets around the NFL that's just like, oh, you don't want to go to the Jets. Like we're the butt of every joke. We've been the butt fumble. Right. We've been the, the back interception. We've been like all this stupid shit that we've had to go through over the last few years. And like – I can get that. Like, they're like, I'm sure we don't get free agents because of our name, a hundred percent. And it's oh, we yeah. gotta pay the jet and, tax, right? And and you know, it's like the the it's not like the, you know, and the owners in baseball are such a big deal because you know mm-hmm. Steve Cohen buys the Mets and he's buying all these players. Yep, owner doesn't really matter in the, in the NFL because the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the GM's more important, right? The GM's more important, but. You know, it's it's just a, a vibe. It's a, a a stigma that you're getting rid of, and you know you kind of move past that. But once until the owners get replaced, it's like it's going to be the same fucking team, dude. I'm telling you, dude. It's it's brutal because they're it's an investment for these guys. Like it, like they're not a lot of these guys are not necessarily football fans. They're businessmen that want to make money on business, <laughs> like on the right. the NFL. Jerry Jones bought the Dallas Cowboys. In what was it, 1992, for like a billion dollars, or I think it was less than a billion dollars. I think it was like 500 million dollars, and that team's worth like four billion dollars now. Like that guy's making buku money. I'd kill for Jerry. I'd kill for Jerry Jones. Kill, for oh, dude. I don't. Jerry Jones gets involved. I, I don't like Jerry Jones, but I, I like how passionate he is. I yeah, guess that's he's the fucking best, dude. All right, I, people were were sitting he, on him for were, people were shitting on him for bringing the the. Uh, the benches, mm-hmm. I thought that was a great move. That's a great move. No, I I would not get mad at that at all. John's talking about the the benches in Washington, the heated benches that weren't working for the game before. So he brought benches in from a company to make sure his guys had heated butts. I love it. Great move. Dude, great move. I'm a fan. Brother, I love you, dude. You got four seconds. All right. Nah, I love you, bro. Oh, that's fun. I like when my buddies call in. John and I will go back and forth. Back and forth during a game. We'll be like, what the hell? I can't believe that happened. Or well, I'm so excited this happened. John's a good dude. John and I were together watching the Jet Patriot game when the Jets call won from. in the playoffs. Chad. What's good, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. How are you, my friend? I am hanging in there, hanging in there, trying to have fun. How about you? How are you feeling after our loss yesterday? 
Uh, horrible. We have the worst defense I've seen in my entire life. Oh, dude, it's and, and I have it's, a, I have a okay, question go. for you. Why are we playing one gap when we have no one gap players? Like I, there's these unbelievable lanes that they can run between. Mm-hmm. That they trap us. They run these delays. I mean, mm-hmm. we let Duke Johnson, who's not even on a football team two weeks ago, mm-hmm. look like Ladainian Thompson. Yeah. I mean, we are in a world of hurt right now. And I think a lot of it has to do with um, maybe some inefficiencies on offense. Like if we're scoring points, then maybe we prevent the other team from running the ball. But when we're giving up so much yardage on the ground, it's 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 frustrating. Um, last year, Quinn and Williams was tasked with a lot of double teams. So being able to to eat up blockers to prevent them to from getting to your linebackers, um, I think is something that we're, we're starting to see a shift from because we want to attack with our front four. Um, Linebacker-wise, we've been running a lot of 4-2-5, um, so two linebackers. Right. So you just don't really have the personnel to stop the run. I think that's more so what it is. Um, it, it just sucks. Did we play 4 <laughs> 5 against the Dolphins? What was that? Did we play 4 5 against the Dolphins? I'll be honest. I... Assumed so. <laughs> I, I, we've I, been using Quincy I mean, Williams and CJ Mosley basically like nonstop. Like we, I haven't seen Jared Davis on the field probably in like two right. three weeks. I mean, so do you I'm ever assuming... see one of our linemen chase down a screen ever? Is it they're not hustling? I, no, no. I, I I wouldn't say that's true. That's true. I I think you'll see Quinn. I think you'll see Rankins. Um, but I just I, I don't know. It's just we. I feel like we're always getting beat by the screen. We're always getting beat by the you know, by the linebackers or defensive line. And I don't know if it's just like, Hey, we're not generating enough pressure. So when a guy like finally breaks free and he's like, Oh, I'm going to sack the quarterback. He's not thinking like, Oh shit, that offensive lineman just let me get through. I should turn around. Like that's like, he's, he's fooling you. I don't know. I think it's more a linebacker issue for me than a defensive line issue. Um, We asked, we asked CJ Mosley to lose weight and now all he is is skinnier and the same speed. He, yeah, it's, it sucks because I, mean, I thought he's. I thought he came back better than I thought he was going to, and I, I do think we're not cutting him after this year. Like you're, you're holding on to CJ for another season just because of his cap hits. Yeah. Um, but I would like to see us go to a four three as opposed to a four two five and switch to four two five when the situation calls for it. Like when we're down and we can send our front four to blitz. Like I don't want to be in a four two five when on like running downs or like. You know, I, we just have – it's weird to say we have better corners, but I like Michael Carter being out there. I like Gidry being out there. I like Eccles. I like Hall. Like, having those corners on the field, for me, are better than having Jared Davis on the field. Like, Jared Davis, incredibly underwhelming. Yeah, but we go five five uh, D-backs, we can't stop the run. We can't stop the run Correct. Now. Correct. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're almost, like that... better with, you're almost better with five defensive linemen, which sounds insane. Yeah, so that'd that's be great. Great. I, you're probably right. As like as weird as that is, like you'd probably go like John Franklin Myers, Quinnen, Rankins, Foley, Fatukasi, and like I, I think Shaq Lawson, but I think he's out right now. I don't know who else would you go in there. Probably would it be Nathan Shepard. Is he still around? Right. Kyle Phillips. Ronnie Blair. <laughs> if he's still around, Ronnie Blair's probably the one you'd probably go on the other side if you did five. That's interesting. I hadn't thought of that. But, but then, earlier in the year, we talked about our defensive line being the strength of this team. We just gave John yeah. Franklin Myers a contract extension. We're going to sign Quinn Williams for big money. And we have one of the worst defensive lines in football. 
Yeah, but I look, I think I think our defensive line this year was predicated on the pass rush that we were going to generate and losing Carl Lawson, losing Vinnie Curry, losing Bryce Huff for a long time. Uh, Blair was out for a little bit. And then also, you know, you know, you lose Joyner. Like, I think a lot of our defense was predicated on that front four getting after it and then just having some some guys in the back like a May, like a, a Joyner that could, you know, maybe cause some turnovers. Yeah, but we um, can't stop the run. Carl no, we can't. not going to help stop the run. No, that's Carl true. Carl an edge pass rusher. But I do think I mean, that we'd have more success getting after the quarterback on other downs and distances that might create longer downs where they wouldn't feel as needed to run. Maybe that's wrong. I mean, that Quincy, could be totally wrong. Our linebacker is our switch Will- cheese. Quincy Williams would be an edge pass rusher. <laughs> You're out of here! <laughs> you have been ejected from the cockpit. He makes good points. He makes really good points. So Quincy Williams, he's saying, I think he was saying could be an edge rusher. I think that's what he was saying at the end of that. Um, or not an edge rusher, but coming off the edge. I, Quincy Williams, as like one of the outside linebackers, would be fantastic. I'm still, I want to see him get better in pass coverage, but I think he hits like a missile. I would like to see him develop. Call from Vinny. Vinny, what's up, brother? Welcome to the cockpit. I think it's been an eternity since I talked to you. I know. Well, a lot of it has to do with Ryan just having god awful internet connection and, and not having fun. Now I went back to like, I shouldn't say I went back to an old system. I'm back to like a new system, but found ways to incorporate my old stuff, like my little timer and things. Very happy right now. Yeah, okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, brother? No, I heard a lot of complaining about the defense right now. Sure. To be fair, I don't think the deep. As bad as the defense played yesterday, they gave the offense a chance. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it was the offensive line letting them down that final minute, 54 seconds. Yeah, for sure. Like, as much as the defense gave watching, up all like, the rushing I, I, yards. I was, I, I was at work, and I was just, you know, like sneaking off on the one was looking to watch it the final minutes on the NFL. And I'm watching the, like, the Zach Wilson um, they scramble, mm-hmm. where he's almost like right about – shy of the first down and of course Connor McDermott flagged for a hold dude McDermott why TF not I feel like McDermott hurt this team's chances of winning I feel like he was the reason we lost more than any other reason I mean like I mean like yeah look I'm not going to be a horrible it's not like one of those frustrating uh, losses that's going to make you rip your hair out because this is a young team and Mm -hmm. they had the opportunity to win they just as typical young teams do just fell short so it's not that you that... Want our what third or fourth left tackle depending on where you put mcdermott like you're saying becton fant edoga maybe and then mcdermott like the fact that you're down to that last tackle is a bad thing yeah. and we were t- i was talking to green and matt beforehand i was like i'm happy with what how mcdermott was playing in the first half and then it felt like the the dolphin switched to man coverage and just blitzing and it just threw everything for a loop yeah, no, I mean, I, I yeah, I know. I love what I told from Zach in the first half. I mean, my favorite thing was the big boy play where he just snaps the ball, like, right as the Dolphins are trying to get off the field. Oh, I love that. That was that was my favorite play of the whole game. One of my favorite plays of Zach Wilson's rookie season, I think. Like, it, you you saw, like, the knowledge. And I think he, he thrives in that hurry-up type of offense, too. So I would say – I would go because so far that, as to say – I would rush look, to the no line. Matter, no matter what happens at that point, yeah. you don't even have to worry about 
getting the ball, don't even have to worry about getting any yards or anything because you're mm-hmm. just going to get it on the penalty. Yeah, you're getting a free five yards. And then the next time that comes around and it's a a second and f- seven or something like that and he catches it, now he's going to get 12 men on the field. He's going to get a free play. He's going to lob the ball down the field. Now, I don't know if they blow it completely dead with 12. Do, do they call it dead with 12 men on and the field? You know, the first, you know, I think the first time I think that Zach's been the quarterback, I think I've seen them call a roughing the passer on him. Dude, he's been getting smacked around a lot. A lot of it has been self-inflicted. Like, he's held on to the ball way too long and has made yeah, our offensive I mean, line I, look I, worse. Is, is it, is, am I crazy saying that's the first time they actually called one in his favor? I don't know. I mean, that one was like blatantly bad. Some of the other ones were like definitely questionable. Like the one where he got hurt, the two that yeah. he got hurt with the Patriots. It was the rough. Did he get called for the roughing the passer on the second one? I don't think he did. I think it was pass interference, right? And then the one on the sideline was probably a fair hit. It was a dirty hit, but it was like if it was another quarterback, he probably would have gotten the flag. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, it's annoying that we can't beat this. I, I, Anytime I want to be, I wanted to beat the sea mammals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the sea mammals. I've never heard of them called the sea mammals. I, I like well, to squish the Well, that's what the they fish. are. They're mammals that live in the sea. I mean. You're not wrong. I just, I've never heard of it. It's like calling us like well, I, I, the metal I birds. Like, that and I, are, are we the metal birds? Because we're like planes in the sky? Like, I don't know. No, I, I always love to make them feel like shit. Like, I, I always ruin dolphins for them. Oh, dude. I was, I'm, I'm big on the meth kittens from, for the Jaguars. We're, we're facing the no, meth kittens No, no, no. Like, like, I. Like, dude, look up the video scientifically accurate Flipper. Oh, I don't want to watch that. I used to watch Flipper as a kid. It was on, I think it was on Nick at Night when I was like real young. Oh, no. Dolphins are fucked up. They're, they're fucked up and depressed and often kill them. Oh, they're, I, dolphins are like screwy animals. Super smart, but like kind of, I don't want to call them dicks, but like definitely not. <laughs> not yeah, nice no, animals no. by any stretch. Yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, no, they are not. Vinny, quick question. Can you hear the ticker going right now or no? <laughs> no, but I know I'm probably going to get off soon, so... I was curious. I was interested to see if anyone uh, that called in could hear the uh, the little ticker that I have going. So I guess this seems... Like, I'm done with the hour of our stream. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I do thoroughly enjoy the call-in show. I didn't mind doing two. Uh, like, two hours. But one hour allows me to go watch some football, which I, I very much want to do. So, <laughs> guys, it's been a lot of fun. If you're hanging out uh, and you stayed this long, make sure you hit the like button. we got got 100-something people in here, so it's always always nice to see that. Um, let me pick two qualifiers. See if Nightbot will do that for me, real quick. I'm actually working on a new bot to have where so Nightbot isn't such a jerk to me all the time. Um, I just haven't quite figured it out yet. So Gitmo Bob, you are qualified for tomorrow's T-shirt giveaway, along with Mark Riss and Antonio Mancini. Uh, both those guys qualified last week only i lost internet connection and uh was not able to actually do the the thing we wound up doing like only 40 minutes last week which i do have to reach out to matt and green bean 
Let's see, Elias Solorzano. Um, so the four of you guys are qualified for tomorrow's t-shirt giveaway. After this stream is done, just drop a comment down below. It will qualify you for tomorrow's giveaway. Uh, so I'll have those guys pick names from that. So definitely jump into that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Just excited. Just excited, boys and girls. All right. Guys, it's been a lot of fun. I'm uh, I'm at the end of the stream, so I'm going to call it a night, and I will see you guys tomorrow. But I do have – I keep saying tomorrow. I might have a work dinner. Don't know if I'm going to be on tomorrow or if I can see if the guys can switch it to Wednesday. So keep an eye on the thumbnail and the timing because it, it may be off. But I do want to see you guys before Christmas because I got some very exciting news uh, that I would like to share with you. And I only have 84 people that are hanging out in the stream right now. So – 84 of you guys, I got some big news, big news that I'd love to share with you guys tomorrow uh, or maybe Wednesday. So make sure you stay tuned and uh, I'll talk to you guys later. My name is Ryan. This has been Jets Talk. Signing off. J-E-T-S.